Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Jeez, I, be- I better turn down my earphones. You about took out a... Well, you know, yeah. as long yeah. as I'm not peaking the VU meters in the red, it's all your problem. <laughs> it, it might be. That's why you turn it down. <laughs> uh, well. When someone gives a shout out, they weren't kidding. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, what's going on? What are we going to do? Because... I haven't had a whole lot of emails lately, and well, quite frankly, you know, we've talked plenty about... We have a ton, but some of them are kind of all about the same thing. You know, D23, Space Mountain, Ghost Galaxy, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, um, uh, we got some responses, you know, on the forum about that... Uh, oh, wait, I guess I should ask if we released it yet, the uh, Mesa Verde show. Well... By the time they hear this, it'll have been released. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it right at the moment. It has not. <laughs> Correct. Oh, dude, I'm like three shows back. <sighs> well, I, I guess that was the you know one of Richard's thoughts tonight. Do we really need to record? We, how many shows do we have in the uh, the can? You know, three. <laughs> three. Do you want to okay. turn the show off and stop? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's up to you. But no, no, no. I'm good. I'm just saying. You know, seriously, yeah. I mean. Uh, uh, but, hey, give give the fans a bonus one week. Release two a couple days apart. Just I could, I, you know, that's been my thought, but I just, you know, last right, well, last week I wanted, uh, you know, I was working on getting the DPN moved. That that kind of took my focus, and then, you know, I dropped the bomb. I don't want to say anymore, but you know, I, no, I, I dropped the okay. bomb, and then you know now. All right. So. Well, let's talk about a few things. Uh, the our show then about Dick Cook being ousted from Disney probably hasn't hit the airwaves yet either and this show will follow up on some of that uh, you guys had not heard but Johnny Depp recently made it known that he suddenly became very disenchanted with reprising his role of Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides uh, this according to Jim v- Velvoto yep. of design dot or designmovies.com or signmovies.com <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking at a San Francisco Chronicle uh, little news blurb, and now, now does it say something about considering the last two movies sucked? Is it that one? No, no. It's it's, it's, it's kind it's, of a more of a mainstream media professional that. Okay, because there's one that it's one of those mainstream uh, might be L.A. Times, and it basically said, "Well, who wouldn't maybe want to do another one since the last two sucked?" Oh, I'm thinking. Okay, I thought the middle one was you know. You know, it was okay. Kept the genre going, but I thought the last one was good. Um, though I think they started to overplay some of those long. There's some scenes that got long. Okay, we can do this now because this is an established thing. We wouldn't have done it in the first one, which was, you know, I, I want to say a near perfect movie. But we can do it now because we, you know, have the budget, have the time. Like what? And people are sucked into. Let's see. Um, I might mix these up a little bit, but in the second one. They did that big long thing, the the fight on the big wheel. That was yeah, that was fun. That was funny. Yeah, it that was, was cracking funny, me up. But it, it got a little cr- long and almost a little. Come on, it, it was cracking. Uh-huh. Me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it was almost Terminator, not dead, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the whole thing of all the pirates swinging back and forth in those big balls to get away from the the, the cannibals or whatever. The, the cannibals. I was gonna see the meat munchers. Um, see in the last one. Um, his whole time trying to figure out what 
things with the crabs and walking around and you know oh, talking yeah. oh yeah and stuck you know. in the stuck in whatever dimension yeah that was just kind God, of a waste some of that stuff got um a little drawn out not to say that i turned it off but you know it is what it is but anyways um well anyway so, so yeah so he's he's he, uh the rumor is completely unfounded that he's not going to that he's going to quit pirates according to this really yeah uh he isn't quitting pirates of the caribbean <laughs> film franchise he sparked speculation he'll be replaced when he oh excuse me oh, when, nice. that when, was a good one when he had de- uh, when he was unhappy because of Dick Cook's departure, but a spokesperson for Disney insists Depp is not backed out of the upcoming Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, branding the rumors completely unfounded. Okay, that that's cutting hairs because um, it it may be true that he has not officially contractually said, you know, see ya, but we you know. Some of the sources I saw seem well. They seem on the on the uh, surface legit. So that was what. When was that dated? Uh, September 29th. That's today. That's today. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find the article that I first saw it on because the first thing I got was an email from I think the wife, and she was asking me if I knew anything about it. Um, and then my daughter asked me, you know, and I'm like, I, you know, I don't know everything. I know it's hard to believe, but uh, I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to look it up. And I, I'm, I'm looking to see if I still have that email because they, I think they had a, uh, um, a link to where they found out about it, but I'm, okay, I'm not seeing a, it at the moment. Yes, Richard. I'm taking a quick look at uh, Hollywood Reporter and there's nothing in Hollywood Reporter about it at all. Yeah, I think it broke. It was either yesterday or Sunday is the first time I saw it. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find that same. Uh, so JoeBlow.com has uh, Depp Off Pirates 4 question mark. Uh, these are all just kind of. I've heard hey, of Joe saw, Blow. We saw the Joe Blow people at D23. Did we? Yeah, there were the people. That was a. The, they're like doing like a little film. They're filming something at one of those ex, uh, ex, uh, exhibit booths next to where we were standing there buying pins or something. Hmm. Yeah, I get. Oh, cool. I, I, oh, that's right. Well, yeah, they had shirts or something on. Is it yeah. Joe Blow? Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of filming and all that, I was in the park for a short period today. It was a, you know, those fifteen minute waits were just too much for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're, well, when you're by yourself, just sometimes, you know, you don't, the pirate, or I should say Pirates is closed, so it's down for rehab, but Space Mountain was 35 minutes, um, Star Tours 50 minutes, I did wait for that, I did film it, uh, I'm going to go back and do some more stuff in the queue, I did I did do some stuff since it's going to close, and I'm assuming have some, do we know when? some changes, I, you know, it's funny that you asked, or asked that, because uh, I, I'm, 99.8% positive Jay Rizzullo in that, that meeting said October 2009. Richard thought it was the end of the year, but was going to check on it. So. Yeah, I, I thought, I understood it was going to go down like right after the first year and reopen springtime 2011. So, I'm not sure. I'll look it up. Yeah, so he, uh, uh Shaft is going to be Johnny on the spot and 
you know, keep on that, see what he can find out. Uh, I, I, you know, I could almost swear it was L.A. Times that I was reading um, about Johnny Depp. So I'm going to see if I can find that. Okay, I'm looking through Variety now, and there's nothing in Variety about it. Well, it definitely was out on a legitimate source yesterday, unless they're pulling it all down now. Um, the, the Times of India is not what I want. Hey, like one of my prof- <laughs> like one of my professors said. Check your sources. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Um, yeah, I hate it when kids call me professor at junior college. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I never considered anybody at a junior college a professor. To me, they were just a teacher. So, you know, if you want to be a professor, go to a you know, big school. Um, but anyways, I don't know. I don't know where they can. I, I, you know, like I say, I'm... I, Pretty sure it uh, was LA Times I was looking at yesterday. It just sounds about the Times of India. Not to say the Indians aren't on the game here, but um, just not my uh, not my source. But basically, it was saying that he was very unhappy with Dick Cook being ousted. Was was the big part of it? And in fact, God, I gotta find this story. They had a list of actors. Names that vaguely sounded familiar of who they might replace him with. And I'm thinking, wait, wait, wait. If, oh, okay, well, let's, you know, <laughs> let's go back to the DPN real quick because there was even a thread of this on the DPN. Um, and uh, people, big, big, I'm people, sorry, I was going to say, people in the DPN are like, you know, you, you, you don't replace him, you drop the character. Correct. You know, uh, so. Yeah, it just it just seemed really really odd and surprising, and when I first heard he wasn't going to do it, I'm like, well, you know, they just announced that. I I almost feel like um, we're back at that D23 question of wait, Dick Cook was just there, and two days later or whatever, he's gone. Um, here it is. All right, where did this come from? Evilgossipfilm.com. What is this? Is that really where the link came from? Uh, Coconut Wireless posted this, so um, this doesn't look like the same article. Oh, yeah, actually, this might be the article I read. Um, Disney prepares to replace Depp in the next pirate installments, and it said this: if the fact, okay, so they're, they're adding if, if the fact that the last two installments of Pirates of the Caribbean series sucking wasn't enough to push Johnny Depp away from the franchise. The exit of Disney head Dick Cook is. Rumor has it, rumor, is that Depp is so perturbed by Cook's departure that he no longer wants to play Captain Jack Sparrow. And despite the negative responses from the fans and the idea of moving on without him, Disney is now looking around for a replacement. While the studio is willing to offer Depp any amount of money to stay on, the actor isn't exactly known for being flexible when it comes to his morals. So other, except for getting girls pregnant before they get married. So (laughs) I guess it's professional ethics and morals. So other possibilities for the part of the pirate that Depp made famous must be considered. Now here, now tell me if some of these names just don't make any, I I guess they're the wrong age actors. I don't don't know who they are. Um, Suggestions being thrown around on MTV.com include James Franco, they're like swoon in parentheses. He played Green Goblin on Spider-Man, right? 
Okay, okay. Who? Wait, wait. Oh, the oh, kid. Oh, yeah. The kid. Green Goblin's oh. kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got yeah. you. All right. Ryan Gosling. Oh, he was just in something. And Rob Pattinson. Oh, no. Patty. Come on. That dude's typecast. He'll never get a job beyond that vampire bit. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Is he one of the ones from the like the new moon, that, that vampire Pat- series? Yeah, Pattinson plays... Uh, the head, the, the head kid, the part. kid, the kid vampire, the you know the real tasty white guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's in love no. with the real tasty white girl. Correct. Okay. All right. So now, okay. So I know who that is. Um, let's see. So I'm not sure that any of these actors have the chops to fill Depp's shoes. Well, who really does? There are a few that are strange enough in the their acting style that could really step well, in. Yeah. You know, continue a part. And I hate. I absolutely hate when serialized movies or TV shows, short of maybe um, uh, Bewitched, because some people didn't even notice that change. No, <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> but in general, I hate it when, you know, like a, the kid changes. For, and I know they had to do this in, let's say, the, the um, uh, vacation oh. movies, because they took so long, the kids grew up, but... They actually you know, made that. They actually made that a sh- part of the shtick, right? That the, yeah, the, the Rusty and Audrey are the same, I, I same two people. I hardly recognize you anymore. When movies that, do that, that drives me nuts. You know, in the, so in the words of that one Roseanne episode with the oldest daughter, I like the nude Aaron. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, that was that was funny. That was so. Funny. Anyways, uh, I, now that I see this, okay, now, where, I thought I was reading L.A. Where, Times. What's that? What is the source? Because it's definitely not the Times. Because I'm looking at Evil the Times right Beat now. Gossip film. There, there you go. Evil Beat. So I was incorrect. It's it was not beat. L.A. Times. I thought it was L.A. E- Times, but it was not. Evil Evil Beat Gossip. Yeah, the Evil Beat. It's okay. Beat as in you know beets okay, as in want, red red vegetable. Uh, do you, do you want me just to um, uh, give you the URL in a chat window so you can find it and look at it? No, that's that's quite okay. I just don't uh, know where that, this person gets their source, though. Well, yeah, because I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking at the Times right now. I've looked at the uh, Hollywood Reporter variety in LA Times, and no one has mentioned anything about Johnny Depp leaving any well, of. The well, I wonder where Joe fact, dug this up, you know, because this wouldn't be the first on my place to go check for. The, you know, there's rumor. an article. There was an article dated uh, a few days ago in the LA Times. Here is talking about Dick Cook leaving, and how Iger needs to quickly replace him because a lot of people are. It says quite frankly, people are upset about his leaving. It says although the studio has its movie releases set up for the remainder of this year in 2010, there are several big budgets waiting to move forward, including a fourth installment of Pirates of the Caribbean expected to hit theaters in 2011, and The Lone Ranger, both starring Johnny Depp. On Friday, just hours before Cook announced his departure, the studio gave the green light for a remake of Jules Verne, the Jules Verne classic, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, no. to be directed, no, to be directed by McGee. No. Oh, isn't, no. Isn't, isn't, isn't McGee that uh, video produ- video director? He came like, up yeah. through the ranks of doing video, uh, music videos. Yeah. And yeah, his... his, he he directed- was his what was his first movie that he directed? Oh jeez! I, I remember the first time I ever heard of him was when he did the second Charlie's Angel film. Okay, that and might I, that I, actually I, might be his first film because I was thinking when I heard him like, like gee, wait, wait. And then they gave the background. Anyways, MSN Entertainment is questioning Johnny Depp to quit next Pirate, so it has found its way into some 
mainstream yeah. um, sort you know places. But I agree that uh, gossip one that is the one that uh, uh, freaky tiki coconut wireless pointed us out to would could be questionable. But it has hit at least MSN. Uh, uh, By so. the way. Uh, oh, I know what Mick G directed that sucked rocks is the latest Terminator movie. You know what's funny is it must not have sucked rocks that much because it did well enough that they're already planning the next one or two uh, continuations of that. Now, Karen liked it. I thought it was average at best, um, but she likes the series, and I thought the series, I lost interest in it really mm. quick, is average at best. But she likes the whole genre. I guess, okay, I love Star Trek. So as bad as like Star Trek Five might have been or One, they're still good because they're Star Trek. So I can go, oh crap, you know that's the worst one I've ever seen, but it's sure better than watching, you know, Steel Magnolias or something. Okay, well, you're right there. Well, and, and, and there's also something we kind of talked about during the game is, are you making money? Okay, if as long as they're going to make money, it might not be what they expected, but they're still making money, and who knows? They have a dedicated fan base. Yeah, exactly. Still making yeah. money off of them. All right. Well, um, here's, here's... I did find something real quick here. Yes. Uh, just before we started the show, you were at, you mentioned that you saw something about Harrison Ford, and I came across the article here. Is Harrison Ford for the last few years has been chairman of what was it called? Um, Young Eagles, I think it's the Young Eagles. It's a flying mentoring program that they take uh, kids up flying to get them the experience to encourage them to learn how to fly. Oh, and be so, like, kind of like Big Brothers in the Sky. Exactly. Uh, he's been the chairman for the last few years. He's step, stepping down from being chairman. The new co-chairman are the two pilots that were aboard that uh, uh, flight that went down in the river over in New York. That survived. I mean, Sullenberger with the big, huge brass balls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and his first officer. Those two pilots are going to be the new chair. Hey, by, by the way, did you see the crash video of that plane that hit the uh, uh, helicopter in New York? No. Somebody had it on video, and it's like, it's somewhat disturbing, of course. But you, you've always wondered, it's like, you know, aren't these like two pebbles in the sky that have to have like perfect alignment in the stars to actually hit? I mean, when you think about how fast each one of them are moving, right? You know, it seems like what's the what's the odds of something like that happening? Yeah, it's it, the, the, the yeah. You definitely have to be at the right. It's it's not even like uh, being out on the road where it's, you can't get you can't go up on the sidewalk to avoid the guy. You're going to be on the same strip of road. But yeah, it's you got to yeah. be in the right spot. All yeah. right, so all right, Mick G, real quick. All right, yeah, a couple of videos. Charlie's Angels, both of them directed. Okay. Okay. Uh, both movies. Uh, yeah. yeah. We are Marshall directed. Now uh, we are Marshall. That was, was a good actually movie. a very yes. good film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So my my you know uh, tempering with Terminator Salvation maybe you know Chuck he directed the first episode of Chuck the TV that show. That was good. Uh, that's true. Uh, I okay. He's one but, of the creators. I don't even know what like Chuck is. Uh, okay. He's producer for Chuck. Producer yeah. for Supernatural, which is right up your all's alley. Well, I don't watch it, but the wife and daughter loves, I mean, obsessed with Supernatural. The OC? He's producer for the OC? I know where the OC is, but that's about the extent All of right. that. So, um, but I'm really not happy that I'm hearing that 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is getting redone. There's just you know, no way. The, I, I, the irony of that is I just sat, well, let's put it this way. I was in the same room. I put it in the videotape player at my grandmother's. 
I last thing I remember, they just got captured and they were down in the sub, and then I woke up and it was a uh, happy ending. So <laughs> <laughs> I was in a recliner and I'm like, you know, but uh, I hey. did tr- attempt to watch it today. All they're gonna do is amp it up and make it freaking, you know. <laughs> That's too bad. Wait, 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 wait. Think about this, though. Sorry, Rich, but think about this. Isn't the new thing with Disney to make a movie that they can tie into the parks or merchandising? That would be nice. I don't see see 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea coming back to Florida, do you? They just closed it down. How can they... uh, They filled it in. There's no way it ain't coming back. Wait, maybe it can go on the rivers of America. Just what? they're a little larger. What? You know? Oh, okay. Let's give you All right. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, we've burned, what, half hour here? We got around to the subject of the show. <laughs> what are we so going to talk about? So I thought that's what we were talking about. What? So uh, let, let us what? sit back. McGee, Supernatural? No. What? No, 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 no. Uh, the Johnny Depp. Uh, oh. Yeah, Johnny Pirate Depp. franchise. I, right now, I have to say, I I don't, I think, I think it's just a rumor flying about, I I can't see it from any of the legitimate sources there, so. Okay, well, you, you don't see any legitimate, so you don't, MSN no, entertainment I, I, isn't I, I, legit enough for you? MSN? No. I think they're, I think they're repeating the rumor right now. I'm not, I'm not seeing it coming from any of the major sources like Hollywood Reporter. Trades, he's talking about trades. trades yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I realize that. Um, I'm just, and you're right, they might be repeating, they didn't give a source either, but it's not uncommon that Sources aren't given for a lot of things. I mean, oh, this deep, is true, you know, Deep Throat wasn't really, well, has never really totally been uh, come out. I know there's been some thoughts of who it was. I guess some guy said oh, I was oh, Deep Throat before he died, but there was little, still no way to prove it. No, Wood, uh, Woodward said, yeah, he is. That was that's who he talked to. Woodward Did admitted he? that, yeah, he came. The guy, the guy said it before he passed away, and Woodward said, "Yeah, that is the person that we were talking to." Uh, it's easy to say because now the guy's dead. And there's nobody to talk to. I know yeah. I was reading that uh, Diane Sawyer was rumored to have been deep throat, and she asked for an apology because she worked for the Nixons or in the Nixon White House, which yeah. I was surprised. I didn't. I didn't know that. I was. Uh, but anyway, um, go ahead. So you're not buying it. I, you know, uh-huh. I can, knowing Depp or not knowing Depp, but you know what I mean. Knowing of him him and what we know about him, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if he had a good enough relationship with Cook. uh, Because reading one description here, Cook was the one that supported all of the eccentricities that he added to the character where Eisner and a lot of the others were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, we'll give you one gold tooth, one braid in your your beard, you know, because Depp supposedly came to the interview or whatever all dressed up like the pirate, bunch of caps on his teeth, all this stuff going on, and they're like, "Oh, oh, no!" Yeah, you know? and yeah, I, he just kind of said, "You know, I'm showing up to film like this." I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It would not surprise me because that was something when we talked about Dick Cook, he had all these personal uh, relationships with the actors, producers, with just everybody, and that's why I was kind of so surprised at the abruptness. Um, I would have liked to have seen it maybe be a little bit more gradual that we're shifting things over rather than just, you know, this cutoff, especially right after D23. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Johnny Depp would say no more. 
but I haven't I'm, seen it yet. So let's let's say it was you know, and I, I'm speculating here. Uh, you know, Johnny lives in France, spends actually not a whole lot of time there because he's pretty busy with a lot of film projects right now. But his home basically is in France with the the hot wife and the kids and all that. Uh, let's say at this point in time he was actually home and Dick says, hey, you know, we'd really like to have you out here at this D23. And because he knows Dick real well, says, you know, I'll do it for you, Dick. Exactly. And, Dressed and as then, a pirate too, yeah. Dressed- yeah, and, yeah, and then less than a week later, Dick's gone. And Dick actually calls him personally so he wouldn't hear it in the tabloid during the news first. I mean, so it sounds like they're they're close enough that, you know, Dick felt he should let him know. And quite frankly, you know, I think Disney's going to have a challenge to their pirate franchise here real soon with uh, Spielberg and Crichton's movie. Hopefully it is done well because there's been so many pirate movies not done well. Um, Roman Polanski's for one, that uh, mother. <laughs> That's, Lincoln, I was, or, you know, speaking uh, of which, I, I, you know, I'm looking through the trades and I'm looking through all the entertainment. His name's everywhere. I his name's everywhere right now, but that's another show. Yeah, that's a pedophile <laughs> show. And we yeah. don't do that kind of show here. We have standards. <laughs> that's, we don't know where, but we do have somewhere. Well, we, well, we do know there. We don't go, <laughs> we don't we don't go the pedophile right. Well, route. Well, let, let, let us not refer to him as pedophile. Let us refer to him as the convicted felon who decided yeah, yeah. to run <laughs> and, has, and, well, and, has been, and has been on the wanted list ever since. For 30, 30 years, uh, I think. Yeah. Now, he's, he's an admitted pedophile, convict, pedophile, whatever. He drugged and raped an underage girl. Yeah, that fits the description of pedophile to me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. The, the swine was finally caught. Now, granted, they didn't work real hard over the last 30 years, but, you know, I was hearing something today. Now that we're going to, you know, we've said enough to continue, his lawyers kind of screwed him in a way because they were in courts fighting something else or trying to get this whole thing dropped. Like, hey, you know, this was 30 years ago. There was some malfeasance with the judge. If the judge hadn't have been a jerk, then this would have all been done by now because he was going to do, you know, time served, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you guys haven't really ever tried to, you know, bring him back. <laughs> so the district attorney's like, oh, oh really? Okay. <laughs> Let's find out where he is right now. <laughs> you know, uh, So that was kind of funny in, in a ironic way, but, you know. But uh, it's it's just uh, the the artsy farty people saying, "Oh, let them alone," because there's been two surveys, uh, one in um, Switzerland where he's in the pokey right now, and one in France, and I think there was one in uh, Poland. But at least uh, Swiss and the French, the citizenry who have been polled all say, "Send him back." You know, if he thinks he's innocent, let him do it in court. It's all the you know the art crowd and the Hollywood crowd that right. let, let him go what's the big deal she knew what she was you know that kind of a thing yeah and you know that's that's the that's the big thing is if if it was just the trial part that we still need to complete the trial that never got started and we and they are trying to bring this man just well, there wasn't going to be a trial because he said he, he made a plea bargain but regardless mm-hmm. he, he admitted uh, guilt to a plea, plea bargain is what they were saying this morning you were listening to Bill Handel this morning, weren't you? Yes, <laughs> <I was. laughs> Do you, did you hear the same thing? Yeah. 
Well, he also was talking about it again today in the afternoon when I was in the car. Uh, they can't help. I mean, Bill Handel loves pedophile stories and, you know, stuff about Hollywood and all that. So, yeah, he's talked about it. And, you know, for some reason, I don't know the, the, the background of this, but all of a sudden um, on KFI, they were announcing a program change. And usually they don't announce program change ahead of time. You know, it's like you turn on one, excuse me, listen to the radio one day. You're hearing your favorite guy. Turn on the next day, he's gone, and they never say why. You know, the the computer guy was like that. Here one day, gone the next day. Who's this Leo Laporte dude? You know, yeah. uh, this was years ago. I forgot the guy. I think the guy went to uh, KBC instead, which is a dump of a station around here. I have no signal. But regardless, um, Doctor hey, Laura's you're gone. Ta- you're, you're talking about the Disney. Yes, I, I am. You can't barely. You can barely hear it in Orange <laughs> County. It's got terrible uh, broadcast range. But anyways. You know, Dr. Laura's gone, so the um, the guys, Bill Handel has to do a split shift. He has to come back for two hours in the afternoon, noon to two, and the guys that were three to seven had to move it up to two. So Yeah, because Dr. Laura got the friggin' boot. <laughs> That's what did, happened. Did she? I see. I haven't looked it up. I hadn't really yeah, she was the Yeah, she was the noon to three, right? She was the noon to three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, got, she moved to another station. Well, yeah, I don't know if she got the boot or she made a better deal. I really don't know what. Doesn't matter. Care, but I just found it odd that, because, you know, a lot of radio stations, I was reading this uh, somewhere, I don't even remember where, possibly even heard it on KFI, where a lot of stations have gone to taking syndicated shows because it's cheaper than to have their own talent. So they, you know, they can fill up the whole day with syndication, never hire a guy, real easy to run. You know, and uh, uh, so I was actually surprised that maybe a syndicated show didn't come in here. But other than other than Rush and the Midnight Show, uh, Coast to Coast, everything else is their own stuff. At least during the week, the weekends have some different shows. But uh, anyways, it's for whatever that's worth. A little side side <laughs> note there. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I know we said we covered the ghost thing. It's at Space Mountain and everything, but I did last night get to, was it last night? No. Sunday night I got to see the projections uh, on the uh, Space Mountain. I don't know what time they start. The The real special effects were, we only saw them later in the evening, not early in the evening. It's worth standing around for like 20 or 30 minutes to see all five different projections and special effects. It's actually done really, really well. It's pretty cool. So It's not easily viewed while you're queuing back and forth. On the right side, it's best to you know stand down in front, but it's very cool. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just. I'm reading something else, and it's making oh, me laugh. Okay. Is it now? That's well, nice. okay. Uh, you know that the Iranians they crashed their one AWACS airplane, right? No, no, I did yeah, not hear. They, I knew they were doing missile tests. They they had a problem with their their. It was like a. Uh, so this force. one that was still left over from the Shah's time when we had uh, deals with them? No, it was a Russian purchased oh, okay. AWACS type aircraft, uh, but it crashed. And and on the naval aviation forum, I, I frequent, you know, right away the line split. You know, people like good less Iranians to fight when the balloon goes up, and then <laughs> another faction says, "Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, uh, you know, take pleasure in someone else's death." You know, well, <laughs> you know. This one guy's talking about how he used to he trained Iranian pilots for their commercial airline, right? He says, while they were good guys in general, getting their families out of Iran and up to Europe was their first priority. 
decidedly not flying. And of course, there are no Iranian words for take a bath, take a shower, use deodorant, use steak. <laughs> so do your procedures. They did, however, understand you, you and you get the fuck out of the simulator. I need to talk to you. Follow me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That that is kind of funny. <laughs> but I know what I know what they say. You know, when when Kennedy died, I I was saddened for the family, but I was so happy to see him out of the Senate. So I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not happy he's dead. I'm happy we don't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's it's you know it's. I know what they're saying. It's it's like even during war, you you're not happy when the other side gets blown up. You just want the war to be over with, right? You want you want to win, hit hard, win. That's right. Um, I was watching uh, the History Channel the other day. There is like the one of the greatest. The actually they called it the last great naval battle. Do you know what it is? Yeah, we talked about this. The we already talked about this. Did we win? Y- yeah, we, we we. Yeah. Yeah, we looked. It was the the Battle of San. Uh, uh, shoot. No, 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 no. It's a different one. Um, different theater, because that was in the... Yeah, Pacific. The South Pacific. Pacific. Yes, Pacific. No, this, this, this was a Atlantic one between the Brits and the last great uh, naval battleship that the Third Reich put You're out. You're talking about the, the sinking Bismarck. the Bismarck. Absolutely not. That's what I immediately thought when they said the, the Bismarck was sunk earlier. Uh, this was their last big ship. And, uh, oh, yeah, there the, was another big um, it was Graf Spree. Su- no, the Graf Spree was, was, no, was sunk in Buenos Aires. It was scuttled. Yeah, no, this, that okay. wasn't it. And the, the interesting thing about it was one of the lead ships for the Brits, It was a, I think it was a cruiser. It was big, but not battleship big, but it was fast. The Royal uh, Ark, or excuse me, Ark Royal. That's a British boat. No, but anyways, it was. Well, that's what he's saying. Is the British boat? Yes, that's that helped sink it because basically what they did is they they lured him out. They what the, the the Germans didn't know is they had broken their code, so they they knew what they were saying. So this battleship came out by itself to get one of the um, convoys that's uh, coming back from Russia because the Brits are just sending convoys and they're losing just tons and tons of uh, ships and supplies and all that. So as one's coming back, one's going out and they cross. Okay, so the, the, the one coming in is kind of protecting the one going back. And so they draw them out. And then they do some other maneuvers to force him into a spot where he can't get away. And it, it was like mostly, the battle was mostly at night. But the, the bottom line is these sailors, these British sailors later on, you know, talked about how, you know, you wanted to pick the guys out of the water. And they only picked, they were basically told only, you know, get what you can, but, you know, don't worry about the rest. And the sailors, and Mike, you've been a sailor, so you might be able to, to speak to this. It's like a sailor doesn't really care what flag you're flying on. When are you- sailor, sailors are in distress, a sailor's a sailor. And they, they have a camaraderie. Now, you weren't, I guess you were in the aviation course, so maybe not a really true sailor just, you know okay. just because you're in the navy and not a real sailor right but they, you know they, they were talking about you know it was, it's tragic because you know you have a real um understanding of what they're going through on the other ship so even though you're seeing these pl- you know the plums of smoke and the, and you're you're happy it's them and not you on the other hand you know what it's like to be trapped or potentially trapped sure. in, and and sink and drowned and all that so uh, it was it's kind of interesting are you talking about the uh, turpits? Might be the turpits. 
I, no. Well, if you can look it up, here was the, the the interesting thing. It was not so much about the this big battle, but about this particular ship. And this ship was this English ship was also the ship to make, fire the first shot on D Day. So that was part of its historical significance. But they they framed it all as that battle in the North Atlantic. Uh, actually, I guess that wouldn't actually be the North Atlantic where they were technically. I think it's uh, what's the sea that's up there off Germany and um, Finland and all that. Baltic. Baltic Sea, probably. They considered it the last great naval battle. Now they didn't preface it with uh, in the the that theater, but they did say it was one of the last was the last big naval battle fought mostly at night. You know, big ships just pounding the crap out of each other, which just isn't done anymore. Hmm. So. All right, so let's get back on track. What do Wait, you, you want to get back to Disney? I'm sure we could find some twist in there where some guy probably worked for Disney one time or drew Disney cartoons. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, turn it. Well, Disney owns the History Channel, so there you go. They do? Don't they? Didn't they come with the package of. Uh... I'm trying to remember all that. They, no. There's a number of them. I know Travel Channel, they have a big. Well, it came with the Capital Cities. Cap so cities. Do, I guess do they still have them? It came originally with that, but is it still part of it? Good question. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was watching some old History Channel on Netflix, forward slash Imaginary in my way, to support the show. Um, and I forgot how much the History Channel had changed. Remember the the guy that used to do all the voiceovers? He was the uh, the vampire in The Lost Boys, the head vampire. Can't think of the guy's name. Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland? No, 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 no. Their, their head vampire. Oh, the older dude. Yeah, Richard the Herman. Older, Herman. Yeah, there you go. He was the narrator in a lot, a lot of the old history, let's say five, oh, ten so, years ago. Well, still is. He still does do a lot of narration on their shows, too, today. Uh, probably not as much as he used to. I mean, but anyway, you can just you watch the older ones, and the whole style has changed, you know, the way the way they do the show. It wasn't real apparent. I was watching, you know... Uh, Sherman's March and a whole bunch of these uh, Civil War ones on Netflix, forward slash imaginary my way for two weeks free. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> so anyways, it was it was kind of fun, but anyways, back back to uh, back to the real world of okay. Disney. All right, so we're 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 done with the speculation on Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, oh, I just okay. you know I, I heard that and uh, I thought it was interesting. So we could definitely spend two seconds on. Now we've spent close to probably. Yeah. Hour 40, I don't know. Right. Johnny, uh, I, I, I'm speaking to fill the airtime. When I stop, nobody else speaks. I'm so thinking, you... I'm debating in my head whether or not I want to bring up the... Uh, the. What is it you don't know what you want to bring up, but I'll tell you whether or not to bring it up. The volunteer get crap. Get no, why the, not? No, because I don't want to talk about it for an hour. It's. I think it's. I think it's a good way for Disney to get some good you know promotion and uh, good on you stuff and it's a good way to keep people from coming to the parks so you th wait wait no you didn't hear what he said keep people from going to the park right yeah I was kind of curious yeah about the, that, I, I, you know because not that many people will end up volunteering to get the free tickets right so right now your birthday everybody flocks to the park to get their ticket yeah. um, you're a million dreams you're all coming to the park to win millions of dreams right now you have to work to yeah, get it. Ain't gonna happen. Wait, you have to earn it. 
Yeah, that's that's probably less likely to happen in the droves than it's been happening in the past. But do you think that is – see, now that you've brought it up, it's too late. The, the genie is out of the bottle. Disney reference. Um, how – do you think that in the boardroom they're like – Geez, the parks are really too crowded. No, I, no, I think I think they're in the whoever's coming up with this stuff is going. Okay, the free birthday, everybody liked it. It was too much of a hassle. And besides, the annual pass holders were milking us for seventy bucks a whack. You know, speaking of that, uh, I don't know if Rich, if you know anything about this. This is the first I heard this. Over, and I know this program has been morphing a lot. Uh, people in front of bag check, of course. They're all done with bag check. They don't ask the question while they're looking through their bag. They wait till the bag check's all over to hold the rest of us up. Wanted to know where to go get their, their their thing for the day for their annual pass. They were told not to go to the ticket booth, but go to City Hall. That's new. When I did yeah. it, you had to go to the ticket booth. And so, of course, I'm Same not here. a sheep, so I walk around the backside to see if a window's open. Hey, what do you know? Empty window. Nobody's there and somebody's working it. Um so that was the first time I'd heard you could go straight to City Hall. And yeah, I, I heard both, and I actually had a, that question brought up to me uh, earlier this week, and I was still told that they should be going to the ticket booths. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally caught off guard by that today. Oh, you want to hear something funny? This, this is good. I'm standing around vacillating whether or not I want to stand 35 minutes by myself in the Space Mountain Line. You, ne- you, you never know who you'd meet, though. That is true, but I, that's right. I didn't have my ring. No, just kidding. Oh, uh, God. Actually, no, Spe- I don't have my, my ring on. I, Especially tight. this week, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm thinking, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do a couple tweets, check my email, thinking what do I want to do. The park was, was far more crowded than I anticipated today. And um, I heard some lady come off. The right, I'm going to guess she's 60. 55 to 60. Looked a little older than me. Oh, I mean, more than a little old, but you, you get my gist. And she's describing it to the rest of the, her, or part of her party who I guess wasn't on the attraction. Maybe there's a baby swap. I don't know. She goes, oh, it had a bunch of witches jumping out at you. Huh? I saw your tweet about that. <laughs> yes, Richard. I the, oh, uh, or I can't do yeah. this little thing, but what the f- <laughs> witches? I don't know. If someone was said it was a bunch of mummies, I would have got that because I think the thing looks a lot like a mummy. Well, that's, yeah, that's what Chris was saying too. <laughs> I've never been on the mummy, but when he, when both of you guys started talking about it, I've seen enough of the commercials and some of the stuff that has been shot of it, and I go, "Oh yeah, that's why it kind of looks familiar to me." Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't remind me of the mummy ride. It reminds me of the mummy, the movie. The movie. Well, I've I, only I, been on the ride in Florida once, and. You know, though it had somewhat of an impression on me, it reminded me of you know when the mummy is all uh, you know shriveled up and he's trying to reconstitute himself by cutting yeah. tongues and eyes out and all that stuff. Yeah. That's what he reminded me of, not not the attraction for me. For Chris, I think it was the attraction for me. It was the movie because so I've seen it a gazillion well, I, times. But I remember the attraction, the uh, commercials for the attraction here in universe, the real. Universal Studios in California here at Universal you, you, City. I say you're not going to call it Universal Hollywood. No, because it's not actually in Hollywood. It's actually in Universal no, but that's what Universal that's what City. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's called Universal Hollywood. You don't call it Disneyland Park either, do you? 
Uh, I usually call it just Disneyland unless I, <laughs> unless somebody puts me into the spot. Am I referring to the resort or am I referring to the park? And then I will succumb to the needs. I know it's it's, it's still Epcot Center to me. It's still the you know I I get what yeah. you're okay. So anyways, uh, it reminded you of the promotions for that attraction. Yeah, it did a lot. It did. I, I, I see where you're talking about on the movie. It just reminded me of the more of the. I'm, I understand. Did I mention earlier that I saw them filming a commercial in the park today? I saw that. You said it was an Energizer? No, Railvac. Railvac. Is Railvac a new sponsor in the park? I seem to remember hearing that somewhere. I believe that is correct. Don't, don't they make the cheap, crappy batteries that come in you know, <laughs> the boxes exactly when you purchase we things? When we were talking about that, uh, about the uh, commercial today uh, at work, one of the guys goes, "Those batteries suck." <laughs> it's, it's Wait, like real back with real back was the one with the cat on it, right? The cat, yeah. Cat jumping it, through it, a, a, a nine lives. It's like I forgot that RC Cola used to be called Royal Crown Cola until I saw someone, or I was on YouTube, I think, and I saw something about Nancy. Sinatra Royal Crown or something like that. So I clicked on it and she was singing about Royal Crown Cola. And then they had the little RC under it. You know, yeah, we, had, we had a couple of things. We got the Rayovac commercial. I think they're doing some more filming tomorrow. It was today, yesterday, today, and tomorrow on their stuff. Uh, they, well, they're still working at it right now. They were scheduled till midnight. They're doing a big photo shoot over at California Adventure. Uh, for Halloween promo photo shoot. Yeah, and they, they were actually filming. First, I heard the guy say "speed," you know, he's getting, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, this isn't video. And I look over. Nope. They're, they're using thirty five, the thirty five millimeter Airflexes. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, they were filming. This is what was the pain, and I didn't notice it because I purposely coming from Tomorrowland over to the castle. I thought, you know, I'll go do the castle walkthrough, see if I can at least be somewhat under. You know, bothered in there didn't work out so well, but came by hoping to see the characters maybe by the uh, wishing well didn't happen, and I figured out why. That was the only way in the Fantasyland because the other the castles where they were filming, so nobody could walk through the castle. The other route from uh, Plaza Gardens, that's where all the crew crap was. In fact, that's yep. where the guys with the monitors were watching what they were filming were right. sitting at. So I did some. I took some pictures. I think I took a couple that I put it with the iPhone, put up on tweet, and then I also did a little filming. Kind of stuck my camera up a little high uh, to try to get get it. It was kind of funny because uh, this they had a little girl in a like Sleeping Beauty costume. Then there was this little boy, and they were supposed to interact. At one point, he's kind of like he's real little. They didn't even call cut, and he was, like, messing up. He just went running over to his mom, grabbed his toy, was kind of playing. So you saw all the, like, you know, film moms or, you know, oh yeah, sitting over to the side. Yeah, we, it was actually think, kind of funny. I think we had a total – I don't we, – we had a total of 50 extras that were working on that today. And you, only, you didn't get to see all of them because they were staged – where they usually stage them is over by uh, uh, the Aladdin Oasis. And they'll interchange them back and forth in and out through there yeah there there wasn't more than a you know four or five walking in the castle uh over the bridge at any one time there really was very thin on people in the shot i watched them i watched them for a little bit went through the castle watched them some more 
and it appeared they might have been filming a couple variations of the commercial. Yeah, they usually do for different regions and for different. You know, you, you're spending the money for that. You're going to make it several. You're going to get several commercials out. I didn't see, I didn't think- see any Asian kids or you know other. You know, like let's film one for Japan. Let's film one. You know, with uh, you know their kind of people, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it did seem like they were doing a variation of the the thing that was happening as the two kids or the one kid was walking. So it'll be interesting to see when yeah. this comes out what it actually looks like. Because if we one, get it in the California region, now that's remember, true too. You know, because I, I was in that one Oreo commercial years ago. I was actually in the Oreo commercial. It whenever it was released here in California, it was when we were in on vacation at Walt Disney World, and suddenly my wife comes running. We're in sure. the uh, break <laughs> in that downstairs game room, and the, the new phone books are here. The new phone books. <laughs> yes, right. I'm somebody. I'm somebody. Ran through my head when she came running. Rich, you gotta see it. It's on, you're on TV. It's like okay. And she, I, she obviously did, doesn't watch podcasts because you've shown up in a few it, at Road Drop. Yeah, this, is, this is also back in the '80s too. So oh, okay, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> that's real. Funny. And, I, and later on, when we were in our hotel room, and I just happened to be watching TV, and suddenly here comes the commercial. There I am, right there in the middle of the commercial. So oh. yeah, true. We may we at may Disney. never see it here. But what I found funny, there was one boom guy who had what looked like almost two incandescent light bulbs. They weren't incandescent, but it's kind of what they look like on the end of a pole. Yeah, he was just kind of holding it. And then a lot of times it wasn't even close to the action. So I'm sure it gave some highlight or something, but it, it didn't look bright enough to actually accomplish anything. But it was it's always interesting watching union people work. And I say it that way because <laughs> there are so many people standing around and so few actually doing work. Um, and then, of course, there was a bunch of Disney suit types standing around. Uh, and they were very um, free and open about what was going on. Oh, we're shooting a Ray of that commercial. Oh, we're shooting, you know. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, and and they, they seemed to be enjoying it more than they were keeping people away. There was not a lot of crowd control. And there didn't have to be because it was pretty obvious with the ropes and everything else. But what do you think? Uh, the, what do you think the film license to film inside Disneyland costs? Well, if it's, uh, I'm guessing, unless Richard knows that if you're a sponsor, that that's probably part of your sponsorship deal. But yeah, it's. I have never heard of a quote unquote a film license. I mean, of course, you have to get permission from Disney to be able to film in there, but I've never heard of a charge because part of it is their Disney is using it for to their advantage to advertise Disney. I mean, well, yeah, quite frankly, uh, what you know, Up Your Kill Productions is not going to go in there and say, hey, you know, we need Main Street to do this show. No, yeah. it's not going to happen. If it's not a Disney property or a sponsor for a commercial that's going to benefit Disney in the long run, right. filming doesn't happen in the park. Right. And in this particular case, I don't see what Disney does charge for is they will charge for the amount of money it costs to do what the, you know, the guest control around the area, the manpower for that. Disney will charge for it. The additional crew that Disney needs to bring in because uh, there, there are the techs that the Disney techs, there's the film crew, and then there's the Disney techs that have to be able to hook up the energy and the power and the lighting for that film. Disney will charge for that. I mean, that's part of the filming. And, and will they technically charge? Let's say this: they were doing something in the forecourt of the mansion, and you couldn't have the mansion open. Would they- will they charge a downtime for the attraction? Yeah. 
yes, there there will be a charge for the downtime of the attraction. Now, on the other hand, why you know again, if this is um, and I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have that cost calculated out too. It costs oh, yeah. us oh, as yeah. much was, money to. Uh, they, are, they already know that for people who you know, we, screw we, up we, around the park. And, yeah, we we talked about that on, when I was working on one that happened on the old People Mover, and it was down for 25 minutes. And somebody, one of the guys, said, "Well, call over and find out what the downtime cost is on that because we're going to charge these people on the downtime cost." And I was shocked. I did not. They, they had it all calculated how much each minute potential amount that they should be able to earn off the attraction. They knew potential amount that they should be able to earn off the attraction. They knew exactly how much that attraction cost each minute it operated, and that's what they turned around to build people. And, it, and they don't, in theory, earn anymore like they used. I mean, when there's a ticket, they actually earn. Yeah. Now it's more about, you know, kind of project. You have this many guests go Spreadsheet through here. Management by spreadsheet. Well, well yeah. that's that's one of your, you know, if if Mike ever had a talking point, it's <laughs> it's managed by spreadsheet, that's and right. that's not so much a managed by spreadsheet is, but when you had a e ticket, let's say, and that e ticket was worth a buck twenty five, and you expected to have ten thousand of those come through in a period of six hours, and the thing was down for, you know, you could figure out an actual. You know, income. The, the attraction actually had an income. Now it's not about that. You know, you almost probably, I'm guessing, they'll spreadsheet the thing out. I hate to use that word, but, you know, your, your ticket price is this. We kind of consider these well, attractions worth this kind of. They got so many people coming through, but you also have the hard costs of, you know, the electricity to run it, the, you know, gas, if gas is used. I mean, there's well, are, you know, people working on it. There are costs to associate it, but. You know, I, I've asked that very question because when we were talking about the value of an attraction when it goes down and uh, you know we don't have the tickets anymore you're not actually losing anything when an attraction breaks down because the people already paid for the attraction when they came through the door so how can you say you're actually losing something that isn't you know it's it's virtual it's not a real item and I was told well yeah you're right, and it is strictly in the virtual world, but they still count it as that, one, because it is easy bookkeeping, but two, it has the potential that if an attraction is down and the guest just happens to hit the attraction at that time, well, sure enough, they're going to be in City Hall complaining about it, and there's going to have to be something, whether it's like a backdoor pass to something else or a backdoor pass to that attraction later on when it reopens, there's going to have to be some something given out. And so they count that as their value of an attraction not being operating. I, you know, I, I want to speculate here for a minute. Wouldn't it, I wonder what it would do to the parks if ticket books were implemented again. I mean, in, in some ways, didn't they control, um, you know, length of queues, how many people were in the park, you'd use your book up, you didn't want to buy more. Uh, yes, you could buy more, but in some way, you know, as much as there's there's an inconvenient factor was, there's also kind of a cool value factor that, you know, you got some value out of something. Um, well, let me let me take a tangent off of that same question because I think this is a question we've kind of talked about in the past as well. What would happen if suddenly they turned around and limited 
or eliminated altogether annual passes to where you don't have somebody that's spending a couple hundred dollars but can come in a couple hundred times this year and you're back to you're going to be spending 70 to 100 dollars a day to come into the parks suddenly that would change would how much would that change the dynamics of how the parks operated well i'm gonna i'm making a quick calculation based off what i think the premium pass is right now um well, I was just going for the middle of the road pass. No, no, I no, I know, but if if I figured this right, and I hope I did, it cost me a dollar eighteen a day to go to Disneyland. If I went every day, it would only cost me a dollar eighteen to go to the park. Okay. So along your line of what you're saying, if there were no annual passes, would the ticket prices have to be so high? Because are they making up off the back of the non-annual pass holders what they lose with an annual pass holder? I don't know. It, but okay, because, you know, the, that's, the, that's, the more that's I go, it drives the, the, my cost down, right? So right. my value is to keep going. And like I say, I went in there today for two, maybe three hours, did not spend a dime. Now, there are times, like I was in there the other sun, Sunday night, I did. I went and had, uh, finally ate at the, the barbecue celebration ranch or whatever they call it. Um, actually, it has a Halloween name right now, how, uh, Halloween Roundup or something. Um, I spent money. Okay, so there are times I do, but probably three-quarters of the time, I don't spend any money. I go, right. and I go for a few hours. The only time I go for long, long periods is when people are in from out of town. The West Fest, you know, Chris is in, John's in, somebody's in from out of town. Uh, otherwise, it's half days. And, for- and those and those are two other questions. But what I was looking at is just the dynamics of the crowds coming in. Would it make the crowds smaller in the parks in general if you implemented the t- if you eliminated well let's go to your question if you implemented ticket books again would that make things smaller because people come in they spend their 11 or 15 adventure tickets would they call it a day would they buy more tickets i mean would that make the crowd smaller if you got rid of the annual passes would that just make the crowd smaller because now you know, you everybody well, that's coming in is going to be spending yes. those large monies um Unless then, the price is adjusted, because I really I'm wondering, I'm just you know, if we go back through the uh, uh, the years, you know, when Eisner came in, the ticket price was still what uh, twelve, fifteen bucks, something like that, including yeah, ticket, yeah. including tickets, right? Including the ticket, right, right. Yeah. We'd already from that point, we'd already got rid of tickets. We were into uh, the one emission. I think tickets were already gone by the time he. Yeah, got we were going into the passport, and those were like twenty dollars or something like that. When no, we, but I, I'm. You can try to look it up, but I'm 95 percent. 84. Sure. I want to say 84. There were no tickets were not used anymore. You were already yeah. to the, you know, one day pass. You you paid. You got it done. Yeah, I want to say 83. We got rid of the ticket books because I was there a short right. okay. while. Okay, he came got, in in 84. So yeah, we 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 already had the passports, but we also had the ticket right. books too. Right, right, because, well, back, yes, because general mission five bucks, right? Just get in. Right, but the passport gave you the ability just to show this one ticket and not have to. You could write well, as much as you book. want. You were limited yeah. to a ticket book. But like I said, then Richard, that that 
tracks right, when Eisner got there, there was already a one-cost mission for the whole park. Right. No ticket books. Okay. So tickets were, maybe it was 18 15 $18. I don't know if Mike's looking it up. I don't hear your keyboard tapping. but No, I'm uh, not. Okay, good. Or it doesn't really matter. You know, Michael, I think, was advised, if I remember the stories right, that, you know, this is a really undervalued property here. It's worth more than what you're charging. You know, you should raise the tickets dramatically. He slowly did it versus a big chunk overnight. Then when the annual passes came about years later, so that wasn't right away. They, You know, we had those, what, summer night ones in the late 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, but when we got to the point of annual passes, didn't it seem like the ticket prices shot up dramatically? They seem to start going up a little now, bit. It yeah. seems like that when we go back with no chart in front of us uh, to actually map it out and see would be interesting. But I, I'm well. I, that was I'm also and did they just jump up because they they saw that you know these well, annual pass holders are making a you know really we've given them a great deal. But wasn't that also during the time where we also brought in our uh, shop shoplifter days as well? Well, we <laughs> that twenty. Yeah. <laughs> we did have those weekends uh, for and, you know maybe a month at a time where if you were between zip code certain zip code and certain zip code it was only a $20 day ba- to get in ba- yeah. basically anybody in the state of California south of Bakersfield okay it would have been easier to say everybody in southern California because it you well but, we can okay def- anyway but, syntax but um, yes you the actual- 20 bucks got you in and the shoplifting went out the window I mean yeah <laughs> Literally out the door. No, but um, but your point was that that since uh, people who were coming more often could not buy tickets, they bought annual passes. Well, what, what the, I was, the, no, no, the, no, the no, number no, of tickets per day being sold was well was less, so they had to had to raise the. It made or, more sense to buy the annual pass if you came back. If you came back a lot, because it only took you X amount of visits to pay it off. I mean, at the price or, of the ticket right now, I think it's set. Was it seventy nine dollars for the park hopper for one day? I think so. Okay, well, you know, I just whatever. figured this out we'll, with Matt. We'll that, yeah. Matt, uh, Matt asked me about, should I get an annual pass? He was going to come twice, uh, one for West Fest and then with his family. So I went to the ticket booths and I took a picture of the sign. They only have one and two-day park hoppers that they sell, and the two-day was 150 So if you took that into a four-day, it's 300 bucks. And if he was going to come back again on a second trip and then you take into the, uh, you know, the count discounts and all that, on your annual passes, it would probably be worth it. Well, he went to the website, which sells a larger than two-day ticket. The five-day ticket is $209, okay? Um, so, uh, and then the four-day ticket was 199 He was going to have to come twice. Well, if he buys the annual pass of 408 or I mean 429 he's a little more... But he's going to get probably in his first two meals. He's going to make up the difference. And if he went with the deluxe, which was only two eighty nine, and he didn't have a blackout day in the days he was coming, he'd really do a lot better. And at two eighty nine, based off of you know a single day ticket, that's only a few days to break even. Well, there was even the time uh, a couple of years ago when you made a number of trips out to Florida, and you, if I remember correctly, decided it was worth your effort to go ahead and just well, buy yes. the annual pass at that time because 
you were going to make enough trips that it was worth your effort to have that annual pass. Yes, but I partially bought it off of uh, lack of information. Go figure. I assumed big time that I was going to get the same kind of discounts I got out here. So uh-huh. I'm thinking, oh, we'll make that up really quick because we, we tend to shop a lot. Nope. And, and eating. Not a single discount in the park. So that forced you to go to downtown Disney, which wasn't always convenient, especially if you're on the bus system. Not that I mind the bus system, but it's you know a little longer trip out there. Uh, but I did keep it. I renewed it once because going twice a year, it still made sense ticket-wise to get the annual pass. Maybe not the deluxe because the deluxe got you the water parks, which on the, on the second trip, we rarely use. In fact, I never use it on the, you know, December trip, but on the uh, family trips, we used it at least once. Uh, so even now, I'm not sure it's worth putting the water option on your five or six day ticket, especially if you're only going to do it once. Just buy your ticket. I, I, to me, I think it's. But going on to your comment that you were talking about that Michael Eisner was told by his advisors that the park was really undervalued for what we were charging on the ticket. Um, and going back to the 48 days, that's where I had a little bit of an eye-opening myself during that time because at that time, the tickets were, were 20. Were you eyes wide shut? Yes, they were. Okay. And you got to say it was rather kinky. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, at the $20, we had that rotating door that as fast as people were coming through the into the park, we were kicking them out and arresting them just as fast for shoplifting and that's when they said that they were going to raise the prices up a little bit and it was like I think the first raise was to $24 just $4 more and I'm going well do we really want to raise them you know I'm just talking about this with people and one of the hello you still there I'm here yes we we are here it sounded like you dropped out okay now this is in your outdoor vending days you're hearing all this about the twenty dollars no, no, too cheap. No, this 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 was post ODV. Okay, and so post ODV, it's already in the thirties, and they're having the special twenty dollar weekends. Yeah. Okay. Right. See the the and, and well, let me let me complete my thought on this one. Is they were the people I was talking to, and these were a couple of the uh, main gate managers. They were saying, well, if people want to come in, they'll pay for it. The, I mean. They'll they'll pay the money for it, and in the meantime, this gets rid of it. Cuts out a lot of the riffraff. We've it's we've like, had this discussion before about I know we've how had this pricing this how is, pricing affects who shows up. Yeah, and at the time I didn't believe it, but yeah, I, it was rather eye opening. Well, obviously, yep. people are still coming even at the prices they charge sure. now. Sure, and, and even and, in, and, even and, in a recession. In a recession, and and yeah. uh, back to my original yes. comment is I don't think that the opportunity to get in for free by completing some. Days worth of volunteer time is gonna yield no. a whole lot of people. Yeah, taking I, I'm still waiting to see the list of what qualifies for volunteer. Sure. Well, it's the hands-on something. There's one one charity that's being prepared to be hit by all these people wanting to get free Disneyland or Disney, you know Disney World tickets. And can, can I sound really cold and callous? It Please wouldn't do. You be, always do. Thank you. It wouldn't be worth it for me to go out and let's say it's the Habitat for Humanity. That's what they were showing today. That's hard work. Not that I'm opposed to hard work. I framed and built ninety, well, seventy-five percent okay. of my room addition. That okay. I, I consider my time valuable and what I would charge to do drafting and all that. 
the ticket is not worth. You're not getting a ticket. Now, You're an annual pass holder. APs get uh, a okay, pin okay. or okay. a set of a set of ears. They get if you have an AP and you do your volunteer time, you do you get you don't get okay, you do not I'm, get seventy nine dollars worth of stuff. Let me tell I'm you. Speaking from the thought of not being an annual pass holder, that if you were just somebody who you said they wanted free admission to the park, that's oh, that's the way. Still you not worthwhile. No, that's what I'm saying. It's my not time's worth, worth more than that. Yeah. Now, though today they had really cool hard hats with Mickey ears in them. Though I noticed when you, they were like panning the crowd, I'm like, okay, union hack, union hack, union hack, union hack, because the people who were like real uh, framers and builders, there was like no ears on. The, their hats. Let, let me let me let me speak from funny. let me speak from perspective of someone that actually has done volunteer work and has received free tickets on them. Um, wait wait wait. What, are you trying to say that the other two people on the show have never done volunteer work or gotten received free? tickets to D- Disneyland? Oh, we've never received tickets. No, but I have done volunteer work and get no, paid I'm, and get paid. End up getting paid for. No, no, no. Otherwise, I, did, I, yeah. I did like Big Brothers. I volunteer for the high school. And did I you get free the, tickets to Disneyland for those? No. I, no, what I'm that's, saying is I don't get rewarded at all. I do it because it's the right thing to do. I don't right. do it to get rewarded for it. I'll okay. get rewarded in heaven. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you saying there's no heaven or are you telling I'm, me I'm going I'm to saying, I'm saying there's heaven. I'm not saying that you're not going there. I'm saying that you should know as well as any of us that <laughs> your, your deeds and well, not no, I know. not I, your entrance. I, I'm being facetious, but, uh, but okay, Richard, no. tell us you volunteered and got a ticket. Okay, quickly. Oh, by the way, yeah, do it fast because we're one hour and ten minutes into this. Uh, um, so I want to finish sooner okay, rather than later. Are you, are you already impatient with this show? Yes. Okay. I, uh, I made it my mission. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I keep interrupting, I, I, but I want to. Yeah, you, you can't even let him get through his I long know. story. You know his story is going to be really long. I'm with the Cub Scout pack and a Boy Scout troop. And there have been a couple times where uh, the troop and the pack have been working with a couple different of the uh, volunteers' efforts that Disney has put on where they've asked uh, the different Girl Scouts and Boy Scout units out here in Anaheim to come join them in. And they turn around and they afterwards they give the kids – Tickets to, tickets to come to Disneyland, and I gotta say that has been one of the things that the kids have always looked forward to. That as we've done other thing, other work with Disney, they say, oh, "Yeah, this is cool. We're gonna get a ticket going in there." So I think you're looking at potentially that might be where Disney might be aiming at is trying to get some of the uh, younger set rather than us middle aged, uh, slighted and jaded guys that just go ahead and buy our annual passports. They might be looking at towards the college college set and the high school set that might not necessarily always go get those uh, passes and say this is a good thing that hey a little bit of effort with your college days and you can get a ticket to go into Disneyland to help promote and push them to go into more community service. Hey Mike, yeah, you might want to mark this little segment here about two minutes ago. It went for about two minutes where uh, the meter was peaked out for shaft. I heard nothing from you. I heard no sound but my own, so it might I, show up that way. I heard Richard fine, and the the waveform shows Richard still talking. There's no silence. Okay, yeah, I, I, I so I, I had no idea what he was saying other than um, the kids thought it was cool, and I'm sure they would. 
and quite frankly, they're probably not doing as much as like the framing of the house and the habitat humanity and that kind of stuff. I really don't see it's going to draw a lot of people out because I think people don't, I don't think people volunteer to get a ticket. The kids find it cool because that's a, that's what kids find cool. Hey, we get to go to Disneyland and then all we had to do is stand here and sell cookies or hand out flowers or whatever they did, you know, in the, in the jaded sense. Yeah, you're right. But I think it's it's not jaded. It's, it's realistic. It'll be interesting to see what projects qualify for the free ticket. Yeah. I'm really interested. And can you do it more than once and get more than one ticket? On Jen, I don't remember that in the rules. I kind of glazed over them this morning, but, uh, they did say that on January 1st, 2010, that's when the projects become available through one volunteer organization only. And if you're already an annual pass holder, what you get for your time volunteering does not equal one day's worth of admission to a Disney park. So I got to say, I thought that was odd this year with the birthday and not that I didn't take advantage of it. Uh, quite frankly, they offered, I took it, but I thought it was odd. Somewhat odd, but then on the other hand, I thought, wait, if they're going to give everybody else a whole free day for their birthday, why wouldn't I get See, something he, 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 of equal yeah. value? Here's a, here's a funny thing with that, is that to give someone free admission doesn't cost them money. No. It's not money out of their pocket. Okay? That's right. To give you a gift card, while still not money out of their pocket, it's still not as... It still costs more Actually, than free admission. Actually, the way the way I view that, that cost them seventy nine, sixty nine, seventy nine, whatever it was, this coast versus the other coast, because I took it out of their uh, their skin and and something that they could have sold to someone else. Okay, so they could easily absorb it, yes, but it actually cost them to let someone in the door who maybe wouldn't have bought a ticket anyways right maybe they wouldn't have sure. even have been there most likely those people probably spent money somewhere and again i think those people made up for the money given away to the annual pass holder because uh, I, I took merchandise home with me that i didn't pay for same now, here granted it's merchandise that's probably marked up a lot sure right? but i paid them already i'm i'm paying them a dollar 17 a day to go to disneyland they gave me another 69 dollars to spend it, that's all that to me that's a win-win now a person who doesn't have an annual pass got you know the value of a 79 dollar ticket which really doesn't cost disney anything no but most likely they maximized their day because they didn't have a ticket they wouldn't have gone and they probably ate there they probably they may or may not have bought a, any merchandise they but probably most likely, brought a couple people with them that's, exactly. that's likely yes so i think those people it was more of a boon to Disney for those people than annual pass holders. I think oh, in a lot far. of ways, the annual pass holder, they're kind of like, crap, we got to give them something here. Yeah, because they're going to say, hey, I'm going to show up on my birthday. What do I get? Quite frankly, uh, I would have been happy if they did half what a ticket price, you know, 30 bucks. I still would have been happy because, you know, 30 bucks, buck, I mean, 30 bucks would have bought you a T-shirt or something. I would have been happy. But, I, hey, 69 bring yeah, it on. I'll take, I'll take it. it you know? I've, I've spent but, the whole damn thing. But I think um, I'm just glancing at the uh, company side on it. I think what the main thing is what Disney's trying to do. It says here that they'll have uh, projects that are available in the United States, Puerto Rico, and Canada, and most of them will be projects that the entire families can work with together, participate in together. Well, that's but, typical Disney, right? Yeah, but it says right here, and this is what I was going to go into, is I think the whole purpose is to just 
get people more aware of what volunteer opportunities there are in their own communities. You know, this is this is so this is yeah. so public radio and public. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm. It's boring program. me. What you know? To be honest, I think this is like. Ojinda Obama. Now, Grant, <laughs> I, I know we're going to get all those people saying, oh, come on. Okay. You must be kidding. But really, if someone else was elected, did they already have this plan two years ago? Who knows? A year ago? Who, I just, sincerely doubt it. I, I mean, volunteering is good stuff. Don't get me wrong. I don't think getting a free ticket to a Disney park is really going to change a lot of these volunteer things. And then what's the, okay, let's look at the flip side of that. They do a year of volunteering. Let's say it is a boon in the, the local old person homes getting somebody to wipe some butts for a year. All right? And they got their free ticket. Next year, their, their revenue sources have dried up. Their volunteers have dried up because no one's willing to pay them to do it anymore. So, you know, in, in some sense, you're bribing people to do stuff they should maybe do anyways. Well, but, okay, Let's look at it in a more idealistic sense. If you get somebody that's more aware that they, maybe it won't be, you know, wiping your bum off when you're in the old person's phone, Greg, but, um, you know, maybe something even a little lighter, just volunteering to clean up. <laughs> just volunteering to pick up what the What are you trying to hold part. back? <laughs> wiping your bum when you're <laughs> <old>. <laughs> uh, But... What's more funny that he took the English version of saying um, <laughs> who volunteers? Who volunteers to wipe old people's butts? That's what right, I want to know. The one that brought that one. I, I, I admit, <laughs> you do get volunteers in these old folks' home. I don't think they wipe. <laughs> no, they they talk. They talk, they talk to them. Through. They bring them the cats to pet whatever. Yeah, you know, they sort their pills for them. But <laughs> they certainly don't. <laughs> they certainly don't. Here, here's a bedpan, yeah, old lady. Sir, Here's a bedpan and some wipes. I'll be back in a half hour. You know, uh, I, I think yeah. you know you get you get these people that will start working with some of these other programs in here. Like you yourself were saying, you were with uh, Big Brothers, and um, I'm with the Scouts. You know what? And, I'll yeah. admit, I think Big Brothers is a great thing, but it was a bad thing for me. I didn't do it well enough. I did it when I shouldn't have done it. Right after I got married, I was in the Air Force. I was looking. Uh, you know, kind of looking for those brownie points that it looks good to be involved in the community, and I thought it was a good thing. I got a kid who had similar circumstances as me. A dad had died with a brain tumor when he was, you know, uh, 12. I mean, it was like a mirror image of me in a way. But then my time kept getting taken up by the military. So I couldn't go as much as I should have been able to go by the obligations they want you to do. I think it's a great thing, and I think we hit it off pretty well, but then I couldn't commit everything. And that's a program that you have to be in 100%. Right. But then, you, know, but you, you, you could miss a troop meeting. It's not going to kill anybody. But, you know, when you've got a kid who's depending on you and you miss something, it's a much yeah. different thing. He's already thing got abandonment you. issues, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a different level of commitment. But, you know, this, this has kind of reminded me of, you know, Kennedy calling people to join the Peace Corps and all that. And what's happened to that over the years is not... You know, people well, seem think, to have lost some of that. Uh, you know, well, I think that's what I think that's what Disney's trying to do is trying to get put out the call again of asking not mm, what country uh, I can don't do know. for you, but uh, what you can do for your country. I don't know. No, I don't. Dis- I don't think it's that. And let's, I, and let's take a look at what what Disney has been. What a lot of the push this last year with Disney has been with that uh, Earth film, and for that matter, the entire that entire miniseries, Project Earth. Disney helped was one of the. Uh, 
and studios that worked with that along with the BBC, if I remember correctly. That's why they used a lot of the same footage. Uh, uh, okay. You know, let's but, let's not lose sight of the fact that well, you know, Walt Disney Company is a, a, a corporation and they're they're, they're business to make money. Right. So they made the film Earth to because it was going to make money. And, and and it's a win-win because it'll make the money and at the same time make them look you know, earth conscious, right? They also have some federal mandates or state mandates to, you know, to help clean up or be responsible with their waste and all that sort of stuff. Just one more regulatory thing the state puts on them, okay? Right. But to say that they're, oh, we're being altruistic and this will be a well, call to action. They- no, it's... I'm I'm taking the cynical view, and that it's oh let's look good without really having to give out a whole lot of free admission this year. And well, quite frankly, that's what a lot of companies are doing. They're they're playing the let's say the corporate line they have to to look good because we've all you know people have bought in hook line and sinker to um, what every down and out politician when they've retired or can no longer get reelected they go out and they do uh, environmental things. Uh, for example, our governor is going to be one of those guys who, you know, is holding another like Earth conference. Like anybody really cares. Oh, that's what we also know. had today at the park. I forgot about that. Oh, no wonder it was crowded. But you know, I, it's, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think we should rape and pillage our environment. But some of these people, it's like a religion to them, and it's it's not. And then a lot of people take the cynical view. I've got to do it, so I might as well put a sign up that says I'm a great guy, and I'm, you know, I'm. Oh, yeah, so, I'm and I'll get this, patted you know? on the back. Is, no, the whole thing. Well, thing Dis- is, Disney uh, just, I think it was, what was it, 25 years Disney just celebrated with its volunteers program. And, uh, no, this is, it, uh, it's actually, great that's PR great for yeah, them. Yes. Because, and, well, and it's good to give but, back but to, the, and, to the community. And, and, with, but, and, you know, Disney does get its credits with its, volu- with, you know, with its corporate volunteering program. Yeah, it, it doesn't go without being noticed that Disney does get its tax credits and its credits this way and that way. And it is good PR. And let's face it, Disney is an entertainment company. PR is the number one thing. You well, yourself, and quite, quite frankly, you yourself di- know, Greg, that one of the primary missions when you were working there was to make things, you know, make problems disappear and make the company look doggone good when you were doing it. No, it's quite, I have no problem with that, but it's quite frankly, it's these big companies who can afford to do this and they're almost expected to do it. You know, Chevron's the largest company in California. I bet you they have a huge volunteer program and they do a lot yeah. of community. Sure, because, because, you know, on the they inside. They have the resources and they can absorb it, they can do it, and again, huge tax write-offs. And it also makes and- their employees feel good about themselves. You know, you and give them the outlet to volunteer and do things in the community. Right. They feel and good. They have morale. Hey, my company's behind one of the things I do. It's it's good and, for everybody. And in Mike's cynical view, yes, the Disney's going. You don't know doggone well that every ticket Disney gives away during this, you know, 2010 for this uh, volunteer service, they're going to use as a tax write-off. Uh, yeah, for you every should. Bit of it. You should read but, the terms and conditions of this uh, this promotion. But have you read the meantime, them? Have you I, I, have you I, read I, them? I okay. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just going through the press release well, right here. I read okay. them this morning, and they're you know, like I already said, they're partnering with one volunteer organization. You have to be verified and and your time validated, and uh, they make reference to you'll be given a volunteer project for want of a better term and when you complete that thing to its to the satisfaction, group of satisfaction they'll verify yes they did they did their volunteering worth one day's worth of 
Disney admission. Now that's great that they that they have something the whole family can do, so the whole family can go down and pick up trash on the freeway or whatever the heck it is. Wait, wait, and I then they can all go enough, to. I thought we had enough inmates to do that. No, I, I, okay, I, I'm I'm speaking, <laughs> ge- but you know, well, we're gonna have a lot of jailbirds coming into the park this next. Year. Isn't that the way you do your community service when you don't, sure. you don't have to do jail? Sure, DUIs, yeah, pick up trash. But still, if it's going to be something, then it's going to be cleaning a park or, I don't know, if it's something sure, that yeah, your no, family afford. I'm wondering what, you know, how many hours constitutes We'll have to wait till January 1st because all I those details so. come out on the 1st yeah. of January. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that, it's, not, it, it's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I know we're being real cynical. At least you and I are, Mike. And Richard's, <laughs> Richard's bought into the happy farm. But uh, <laughs> hey, No, I'm I just tr- – the whole thing – you know, I'm trying to – Keep a positive view on it, and it's it, it, you're you know, taking the push, company line. That's okay. He's, he's, shelf. Push, he's being a shell. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, it's fine, it, and it's great. I just don't think it's going to get the overwhelming response a lot of people think it's going to get. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people think the same as me. Charity is great. I'll give you money. Don't ask me for my time. My time is more valuable than this. Well, and the other thing is, charity starts at home, right? <laughs> Yeah, my charity is, you know, coaching the kids' soccer teams or no, but coach, I, you, know, you know, oh, and right now, and for instance, my my booster team or booster club at the school, although it's unconstitutional in this state to charge <laughs> to play kids to play sports, they ex- they try to um, uh, what is that? Uh, coerce you out of your money, make you feel bad, say you have to volunteer, and of course. I'm not working, so they just think I'm sitting around doing nothing, ready to volunteer. Why? Well, I, I had already. I am the the you know JV photographer, yeah, photographer yeah. here, and so there's all kinds of infighting. But they isn't can't, that indentured servitude? Yeah, they they can't get enough people to volunteer. People don't want to volunteer. People want to watch the game. You know, they're already That's paying right. you know close to a thousand dollars to have their kids sit on the sideline because CIF rules now allow kids to. Uh, or play in JV and varsity as long as it's on two different days. So some of these kids play two days in a row while the rest of the stiffs stand on the sideline. So, you know, there's there's already problems with the way the rules are set up right now and the way the schools run it because, you know, it's all about winning. It's not teaching kids to play the game and sportsmanship. It's about winning. Yeah, what you said. No, I understand that because winning, you know, why does um, – Servite and modern day, modern yeah. day get all the best athletes because they win and they charge, you know, one to walk into school doors to be educated, two because they're both sports. private schools. Um, uh, and and they turn out, you know, like uh, I'm pretty sure to be if you if you how go, many Heisman Trophy winners have come out of modern day in the last five years? Three, like three, yeah. How many guys are starting quarterbacks in the pros? I mean, this school puts out. I agree. I agree. They're a football factory, and and but I tell you, yeah, and basketball. But I tell yeah. you that you know uh, the kids that play on that football team, they probably don't pay as much as you might think because they get free crap from Nike and all that. So, well, um, well no, or they get scholar, they get scholarships also. There, the there are scholarships because they're not for one. You know, it's a Catholic school, but you're not required to be Catholic if you can pay enough. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, some Catholic schools require you to be Catholic or, or there's volunteer time associated. Yeah, you gotta you got to make up some the difference. Yeah, but uh, you can pay your way 
when you go to a school that is more worried about turning out top athletes. I'll, I'll tell you who's a you know. two volunteer Nazis is AYSO. Boy, they just oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, every kid, both parents of every kid playing has to do something, and, and, and that is the I know it's a worldwide phenomenon, but it's the stupidest sports that has more child injuries than any of the other major sports out there. More than football, more than baseball, more than basketball. Oh, because not regulated. Kid, oh, same. And, no, and more it, and more. Don't forget more parent injuries too because of all the rights <laughs> you get from stands. Uh, but no, for kids, you know, ankles, shins, knees, uh, torn up, you know, muscles. That sport is killing kids more so and maiming than any of the other <laughs> sports. Nice. Now, hey, when we have an injury on the football field, yeah, paramedics come a lot. But it's like one. It's not, you know, you talk to the doctors, and I hear these on the radio all the time, the ER doctors, the sports medicine doctors, 90% of their cases happen to be soccer because all the soccer moms think it's this great safe sport it's not safe it's well, <laughs> i see well, biggest, i see kids problem, get, get kicked in the head almost every oh, weekend. I know. The, the, the biggest the biggest thing is in american football you have all the equipment there that's meant to keep you know helmet pads everything to keep you safe and they're constantly improving on it they're constantly changing it and adjusting it for improvement that, oh my soccer yeah. you have shin guards and that's about it yeah and, and, the, and you, the, you have cleats coming at your face. You have cleats coming, you know. They're even revolutionizing the playing surface to, uh, you know, minimize whatever. Yeah, and it's that. That's a whole other. Oh, all right, yeah, we've tangented. Uh, I I asked for wrap up twenty minutes ago, so. Well, I didn't uh, see you wrapping it up either because you wanted to throw your cynical. No, I, I, I wanted to stomp on Richard's happy-go-lucky shill stuff. That's what I really was after. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, at least it wasn't just me this time. But I, you know, I have mixed feelings about it because I, I, from the realistic side, I don't think it's going to draw the people they want. On the other side, I think it's good to get people back in their communities volunteering. But you know that it's always a very small percentage of people who volunteer. Correct. Uh, you know, so, and even a smaller percentage are going to seek out these special. Right, because most of the people who are already volunteering, and this is the same with people who give money, uh, and are real true philanthropists. Most of them you've never heard of, because that's not what it's about to them. The ones that you have to hear about is the ones that want they want it to be known that they're doing it. So, it's this is the same kind of thing. I think you know the, the volunteers. Who are doing it because it's the right thing are and, already out there. You know, and, I, you know, your neighbor doesn't come over and say, "Hey, I just sponsored this kid in Africa." You know, no, they do it because they want to do it. We were over at a friend's house that I've known for a few years, the ex Imagineer, and I walked by his refrigerator and I saw two kids' pictures. And it's one of these, you know, uh, I forgot which one of the programs where the, you know, the money goes overseas to help the kid. Um, and so we were talking about it and finding out the details because I always, you know, wonder somewhat if some of these are scams and all that. And uh, they'd sponsored kids before. They don't advertise it. They do it because for them, that's yeah. their way of giving Just knowing, back. Yeah, I agree. And, and this is the same with me. You know, like when I was at Disney, they had a, a lot of programs that were built into your paycheck if you wanted it. You could have the money just taken right out. And to oh. me, that was the best way because I didn't, you didn't, didn't miss it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the time to do it. Uh, I was given it. Took my tax deduction also, uh, you know, and that's just the way it was. You know, that's the way I felt I could do best with my time, you know, air quote time with, with money because money buys things, and that's what they need to run their operations. That's, that's right. And with the United Way, which I stopped giving to, I had that 
stop taking out of my paycheck. I'm going to I'm going to be the one that's going to be the Humpty Dumpty. I'm going to sit firmly on the wall with one leg hanging over and say, "Hey, I think it's a good. I, I, it's to me, I think it's a great campaign. I think it will do a lot of good for a lot of people." I don't think anybody said other, it was a bad campaign. We're no, just being I don't think it's going to do a lot of good. I, I I think I. I don't think okay. I think it's gonna, I, I think it's going to do the company a lot of good in the fact that it's going to have a lot of good advertisements and do be a lot of feel good thing, and with the firm understanding that every ticket that they're going to give away is a tax deduction and half the commercials they put out advertising the well, Disney. I, I guarantee you this: even if it's a failure internally, it will they, never they'll, they'll never say it. Here's 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 how we'll know. All right, this because is gonna, one volunteer is better than no volunteer. So there, you, there's your success. Sure. That's right. Here, it, you know, this is gonna be my last comment on this. this. Is how you're gonna know it's a failure or not. If you read the terms and conditions, there's a finite number of tickets that they're gonna give out for people who volunteer. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you mean overall or to one person? Overall, they don't say, but they say starting January first. Well, let's all, say it's hundred thousand. Let's use a round number. All the way it's, through December fifteenth, the last ticket they'll hand out. Is we December fifteenth? Okay. So if, the, if you're the hundred and first thousand person, you're screwed. You're you're, screwed. you're out. Okay. I, so, I think I think it's one million. I think I remember well, reading it, that. It didn't say. All it said is there's there's a finite number of tickets. So do your volunteer stuff because when we're out, we're out. All right. Yeah, I, well, I think I remember reading it was one okay, million. They're, they're not going to run out because I don't think the number of tickets. <laughs> well, the number, especially if it's Richard's number. Yeah, I don't. No, the, I don't think they'll come. The close. number of tickets they have is set aside. Whatever it is, they're not going to give them all out. I guarantee it because not enough people are going to do it. Well, look, look at the, and here's sort of my final word. I never know unless you say something that sparks something like you just did. It, it makes some sense around here, right? Let's say you can volunteer around here for something, oh, picking up trash. I at think the beach. Disneyland's going to suffer the most. Okay, but think it just because it, it doesn't. Well, 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 Daniel Passholder's got nothing to gain. Okay, well, let me finish my thought. All right, go ahead. For those, I'm taking annual pass holders out of the equation. You can't them. for Disneyland. Well, yes, I can because this is my world, and I'm oh, saying, okay, I'm saying, fine. Because for the aspect of saying, because we keep talking about the free ticket, so that's already thrown the annual pass holder to yes. the side. Okay, so we're talking about getting the free ticket. So where you're cleaning up the dog beach, you're cleaning up the beach, whatever it is, the park is right here. But what good is it to give a free ticket to guy in flyover country, the middle of Arkansas or Kansas somewhere? Yep. Because he's got to spend now, spend the money he probably doesn't already have because he's not working, to go get, to Disney World get or Disneyland to, Disney to get Park. there. So I think it's only going to work where where it does work. It will work best in a very small corridor around both resorts for where it works. That's just I agree. my, my I agree. thought. Okay. I promised myself I wasn't going to add into it because I'm trying to end it because Mike wants to end it. But you sparked something that I have to add on to it. Just <laughs> okay. Just to throw just to throw a wrench into that thought. Wait, you're okay. always accusing me of that, so I'm I'm glad to hear I, you say that you're doing. Thank it. Get to the point. Okay. What if you're in flyover country and you have the family that did some that does something together? You got the fam the family, the mother, the father, and the two point three yes, children. You've, you've said family three times, okay. and, and they do what? And they, they and they all and since they do this job as a family, they all earn their one one day ticket to a Disney park. Okay, now you have a family out in the middle of Kansas that ha- that everybody has a ticket to a Disney park. Okay, let's make a trip this year 
to go to Disneyland or Disney World, and we're going to use our free ticket. Oh, and since we got a free ticket and we're spending a few days, well, why don't we spend a few more days and we'll just spend, you know, make it a real good family vacation. Now suddenly you have you have exactly what Mike is thinking isn't going to happen. You have an entire family that has planned now plan their family vacation at a Disney Park because they did something that they felt good doing that they were thinking about doing and this was just the thing that pushed them into it to get that free ticket and it's made disney look that much better i think that there's a potential for that happening i'm sure there'll be stories of that happening but i think that's gonna be an exception rather than a rule oh Um, those those stories will be paraded out especially in channel seven news um, (laughs) as much as possible the abc ABC owned station here in los angeles for those of you outside of la yeah abc affiliate or own station is going to pump those stories like nobody's business you just know it um but i think that is going to be a rarity especially in this economy i think you can't forget what year you're doing this in and in fact i was hearing a report today that says a lot of the jobs most of the jobs lost will never come back and these, uh, because of the types of jobs that were lost, people are going to be looking for jobs like I am that aren't finding anything that pays what they think they need to live on and may start taking work that is far below what they have been working at. Those aren't the wages that are going to get you to take your whole family to a theme park because you won one day ticket. Yeah. And here's, and here's the other thing. If, if they win one, one day ticket, right? Uh, the type of people that have the money to turn that into a five-day vacation are the type of people that are paying. Their their charity is contrib- contributing money. Their charity is not contributing time. Yeah, so, they're not Jim, they're not Jimmy Carter's. Yeah. All right, so that's my last word. I'm not saying anything else. I, I'm except. refraining from adding anymore. All right. <laughs> okay. So we can uh, we, we could safely put this to bed then. Yeah, I've till January first. We can start. A lot of people are already in bed sleeping while this is still yeah. playing for my Hopefully, those that ride their bicycles and everything to our show haven't crashed from dozing oh off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Brian's in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, we'll, so, I'm sure we'll revisit this come Sure, you will take a look oh, when more we'll, details come we, out. We definitely, when the propaganda starts, we will be looking at it. Yes. All right, so until then, we're just going to say goodnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.